Welcome to Shatterproof. I am your host, Todd Callahan. I want to talk with you for a little bit today about something that is all over the media. It's all throughout social media. Uh, it's affected me personally and what I've had to um, um, join together and, and work with people throughout the state, throughout the region, and other people that connect with our church uh, from around the nation, and that's the religious exemption for these vaccines. Uh, it's amazing to me that in 2021, employers, um, we've got politicians throughout the country, We've got people fighting and, and bickering with each other back and forth on social media um, and, and, and trying to get people to, uh, you know, trying to manipulate people essentially into taking these vaccines when they have um, faith and religious virtues that they are unwilling to compromise for the sake of taking a vaccine. Um, you know, and, and people who don't have a walk with God and people who don't understand what it means to have a relationship with Jesus don't understand why it is that many Christians and, and, and non-Christians alike, there are many people who don't have uh, much faith at all who don't want to take this vaccine. But for Christians, you know, let me remind people that the Bible teaches that all people are made in the image of God and refusal to receive a vaccination is supported by Scripture. And the Bible tells us that um, in 1 Corinthians 3, it says, do you not know that you're a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells within you? If anyone destroys the temple of God, God will destroy that person for the temple of God is holy and that is what you are. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own? So our faith is firmly rooted in a belief that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if we have a conviction, if we have a, a value system that is built through the word of God, that we hold true to our, our life that says we're not going to take a vaccine. We don't know what's in it. We don't know how it's derived, though we do understand that there are some aborted fetal tissues that are associated with this type of vaccine and other vaccines that are created. If we have a a conviction about that and making sure that that's not injected into our body, the sanctimonious self-righteous act of some of these corporations and companies and organizations who are trying to mandate that these employees put this stuff in their body against their conviction is just beyond anything I can, uh, any comprehension that I have. Everyone listening to this podcast right now, you need to understand that you are exempt from taking any vaccination as it violates your right to freedom of conscience as guaranteed by the United States Constitution. You need to inform your employers that you are exercising your legal right to your conviction of conscience against receiving any vaccinations. You have that right. You've had that right. You do have that right today. And I need to implore you and encourage you and strengthen you. If you're listening to this podcast and you've been feeling the weight and you've been feeling the pressure by your employer um, to take this, you need to draft yourself a letter and remind your employer that you do not have the right to make me and force me to take a vaccination against my freedom of conscience, which is protected by the U.S. Constitution. Now, I don't believe we have many politicians in Washington, D.C., certainly not with this administration, uh, 
I don't really think Joe Biden and, uh, you know, Kamala Harris, uh, I don't really think that they care very much about the freedom of conscience. I don't really believe that they care too much about uh, the faith values that we hold as Christians. I think they want to just shove this stuff down, your, down our throats and make us comply, attempt to make us comply, and try to blame an outbreak or try to blame those who are getting sick with this virus on the unvaccinated. When what I've seen and what, what we can see if we go after uh, a lot of these records and we begin to look at the infected outbreaks that are taking place or, uh, around the world and throughout the nation, is that a lot of these outbreaks are, are happening with the vaccinated. So if a vaccine is supposed to protect you from getting this, vac- this, this virus, but yet you're saying the unvaccinated are the reason the vaccinated are getting sick, how do people not see the hypocrisy in that? And I think I said in a previous podcast, I truly believe the United States government probably spent billions, if not trillions, on purchasing all of these vaccines ahead of time. And now, because of the refusal to take these vaccines, and we've got 80 plus million people who haven't even received the first vaccine, I'm included in that, by the way. So don't send me any, any hate mail and, and, and don't you know, come at me because I'll just delete your comment because I have that right of conscience. I have that freedom for the conscience of my own faith to refuse that vaccine. And I prayed about it. My family and I prayed about it. We sought God about it. We did our research and we determined this is not something that we're putting in our body. See, we're not anti-vax. I'm just against this vaccine. It hasn't been around long enough. It's not been tested long enough. And for this government to encourage your employer at the risk of you losing your job, losing your income, losing all of the things that are associated and connected to you losing your job and losing your income, for this government that, that supposedly was elected to sit here and try to say to us as Americans, take this vaccine or you are un-American. Take this vaccine or you are putting the lives of, of everyone else around you at risk. That is just simply garbage. It's manipulation it's deception. And I want to implore you to stand your ground. I want to implore you to uh, go after, if, if your employer is mandating this, go after them. Go after them. You have the ability to take your faith and put it before them. Now, I've had, I've had recently um, um, people say to me, you know, why are you injecting yourself into a political conversation? Listen, I didn't ask for, and I don't think any, any pastor who stood for truth and stood for righteousness, uh, you know, over the past, you know, almost two years, and, and there's not that many, to be honest with you, around the nation, but those of us who have stood for truth and those of us who have stood for religious freedom, we didn't ask for this to come knocking at our door. Our attorney generals brought it to our door. Our governors brought it to our door. Our health departments brought it to our door. So for them to turn around now and say, you don't have the right to speak into this, you brought it to our door. So yes, we're here. We're not leaving. We're standing at the door and we are guarding with the word of God, with our faith, with the Holy Spirit and the convictions that we carry as Christians. We're guarding and making sure that this political conversation is rooted and grounded in the convictions and the discernment that we operate in by way of the Holy Spirit to make sure that the United States government does not deceive 
as many as they're trying to deceive. Now, now as a pastor, when, when I start to agree with Nicki Minaj, you know that things are going down. <laughs> you, know, you know that things are changing and the landscape of this nation has changed. When a pastor can say, I agree with Nicki Minaj, then you know something's happening. For someone like Nicki Minaj, and I, I'm so grateful for the stance she's taking, I hate to see the way in which the culture and, and the media are treating her. Um, and the way our, our political establishment is treating her and coming out against her because all she's doing is, is, is doing what all of us should be doing, which is asking questions, which is looking at the research, which is making sure that we are, we are, are, are talking to people who've had it and say, how do you feel? What have you experienced? I was talking to someone this past week and after they got the vaccine, they couldn't even move their back for several days. They were bedridden in bed in a specific position to make them feel comfortable until the pain went away. They, were, they weren't even sure they were going to be able to, to, to stand up and walk again. But yet we're just supposed to stick our arm out and say, here, go ahead and inject me. No, I want to ask questions. I want to, to uh, seek um, um, knowledge and be educated on everything that's taking place and then look 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, and make sure that men are not going to have a problem um, um, with fertility, that women are not going to have a problem with fertility. We don't even have a study on that yet. We don't even have the ability to say, we know what it's going to look like, look like down the line 20, 25 years from, from now, and what the side effects of this long-term taking this vaccine is going to be. So I applaud people like Nicki Minaj with, with the, the reach that she has and her ability to connect with people all over the world and help um, root them in, in the understanding that it is okay to ask questions. It is okay to question this. It is okay to say to our government, you're not going to deceive me, you're not going to manipulate me, and you're not going to pressure me into taking something that I have questions about. You have the right to freedom of conscience as guaranteed in our United States Constitution. So for people that are saying, well, the church doesn't need to get involved in this, uh, you know, let, let's go back to the beginning when people were saying, you know, you don't really need to meet as, as a church. You know, it's okay. You don't, you don't need to meet in the building because the church is not the building and the church, you know, has been sent out and deployed. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that, that now because COVID's here, the church has been sent out and deployed. We're now outside the four walls of the building. The church has always been deployed since the Great Commission. So if you're just realizing that the church has been deployed, then congratulations, welcome to the show. You're, you're, you're generations behind. <laughs> but today, some Christians think that posting Christian memes on Facebook means that they are fulfilling what they've been sent to do. Seriously. We've all been sent as the church and should be bringing people into the kingdom. We should already be displaying our testimony. This should already be happening. We have legislators that are, that are, legislators that are, that are saying things and making decisions that are the popular things to say and do. Do you understand how much virtue signaling is happening right now in our culture? Without having specific scientific data to necessarily support all of these things that they're telling each and every one of us that they're demanding that we do. I mean, you look at Canada. Canada's a mess. Australia is probably um, uh, number two behind communist China on everything that's happening right now. It's absolutely unbelievable to see what's happening in places like Australia. 
I was just watching, I just saw on social media, a guy posted a video in New York City. He was being kicked out of the restaurant that he was um, um, attempting to eat at with his family because he didn't show his COVID card and said he had religious exemption and he was being kicked out of the, uh, the restaurant for it. So now your faith is being dictated by the United States government. Do you, do you see how this trickle-down effect happens? And we've heard nothing from our local government regarding a desire to have people of faith standing with and praying over what's happening in our nation. We don't hear any of that. What does that tell you? That tells you they really don't care about your faith and my faith and the power that we have together as the people of God. Unfortunately, many in our local governments and wherever you are don't seem to value or understand faith, the kind of faith that you and I have. And this, is, this time is now where we need to understand some things relating to what our response as Christians can be. You know, I heard a popular megachurch pastor say on the news that we should just do as we are asked and be grateful that we're alive and be grateful for today. That was his solution. I've seen other, other churches and other pastors uh, post on their social media pages that uh, as they come into church, their COVID card needs to be presented. And that they're going back to masking everybody in church. Listen, I think we all need to know what our fundamental rights, not only as Christians are, but as citizens living inside the borders of America. Now, let's talk about that for a second. We're letting in, we're letting in, now what they call them is, um, is human infrastructure, if I remember correctly from hearing that on the Communist News Network the other day. I listen to CNN once in a while. I don't really watch too much news. I kind of just check in to see what's going on because I don't trust what the news says at all right now. Um, But when I was watching the Communist News Network the other day, they were referring to illegal immigration and and illegal aliens coming across the border as human infrastructure now. So we think, you talk about virtue signaling, they think that now we're going to be so easily manipulated and deceived to now call illegal immigration human infrastructure. And now these illegal aliens are being told that they don't have to have the vaccine to cross the border illegally. But we in this nation who pay taxes, who were either born here or, le- or, or, or are legally here because of going through the proper immigration system, which is how it should be done, now we're telling immigrants who haven't been vetted they're they're coming across the border saying that they're escaping they're escaping persecution political persecution or religious persecution hello is that not happening inside the borders of america but the u.s government wants you and i to see it differently they don't think you and i are being persecuted even though many people around the nation that I've talked to that don't even attend our church, but they've called and said, listen, I need you to pray because I'm about to walk in to my my employer, walk into my human resources department and say, because you're not allowing me to use my religious exemption, or you're saying that, that my religious exemption has to be approved. We have to consider it. What is there to consider? You have the right to freedom of conscience, It's guaranteed to you by the U.S. Constitution if it's upheld as it should be. Do you understand your governors have violated their oath? Do you understand the president of the United States has violated his oath? Not only to protect, he's he's supposed to be our commander in chief. And his first and primary responsibility is to uphold the Constitution of the United States and to protect our borders. 
He has failed at both. Why this guy is still in office is beyond me. Let's go back to think, talking about essentials and think about that whole period of time when the government was telling you and I what was essential. According to the courts, a law that infringes upon a fundamental right, like freedom of religion, must overcome certain challenges. The law must not be arbitrary, oppressive, or unreasonable. The law must be equally applied to secular businesses and it must satisfy a qualification of being the least restrictive means necessary to accomplish a compelling governmental interest. The restrictions that these governors have put upon private businesses, and you even look back to when churches were being told you can't gather, those restrictions that were put upon private church gatherings failed those tests. And many of those governors had deemed church gatherings non-essential. Orders for closure are not being applied equally upon secular businesses and other institutions. They're not, these, these vaccine restrictions are not being applied equally upon, uh, upon businesses and allowing the convictions of conscience that we are guaranteed in our U U.S. Constitution to be applied. By what authority does the government declare your conscience, your value system, your freedom to make decisions based on your own convictions, since when does the government has the, have, have the right to determine that for you? It's unbelievable what we are seeing right now. I'm just beyond words. You know, it's, it's, I was talking to someone the other day because I had prayed for our president, prayed for our vice president, prayed for our local government, um, as we were in service the other day, and someone came up to me after service and said, Pastor, I know that we're, we're required and we're called to, in the scripture, to pray for our leaders, but it is really hard to pray for our president right now. And I said, I understand, but we're called to do it. Therefore, we must do it. Even as difficult as it is, we've got to pray that he have an awakening, that he find Jesus as his Savior, and the Holy Spirit brings conviction to not only his life, but to his family, to his vice president and her family, we still need to pray for this nation so that God will hear our prayers and he will hear from heaven and heal this land. This land, this nation is going through at least, I mean, I'm 44 years old right now and I've never seen this nation in my generation at the brink of, at the brink of, this, of complete destruction as it is right now. It's absolutely unbelievable. When those in government can assign a label of, of non-essential, or when those in government can post a sign and tell you what your conviction has to be, or you can't enter into this restaurant, or you can't go to this sporting event, or you can't send your kid to, to this college or this university, then government is taking a, various, a very serious and dangerous role of now defining religion, which, do you know, it is, it is forbidden in our Bill of Rights and in a majority of our state constitutions and ought to be seen as a violation of the principle that Jefferson spoke of, the separation of church and state. I mean, thank God President Trump got rid of the Johnson Amendment, which means now governments cannot 
look at the church and say, we're going to disqualify you, or we're going to take away your 501c3, or we're going to fine you for talking politically from the platform. At least we had one president who had the tenacity to say, this is unacceptable. Because the church ought to be able to speak into absolutely every area of life. We have been commanded and called by God in the scripture to take territory. He says to occupy until he returns, until he comes. That means every space that we have influence in as the body of Christ, we should be speaking into that. So in 1801, after the formation of the United States government and the ratification of our Constitution and the First Amendment, Thomas Jefferson, who had won the election of 1800, the Danbury Baptist Association was worried that the Constitution did not go far enough in protecting religious minorities from the overreaches of government. So they wrote a letter to Jefferson urging that the same mistakes of the past not be made, that no man ought to suffer in name, in person, or effects on account of his religious opinions that the legitimate power of civil governments extend no further than to punish the man who works ill to his neighbor. So Jefferson wrote in response. So he wrote in response, believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, which is where your conviction of conscience comes in against receiving any vaccinations. Jefferson goes on to say that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship that the legitimate powers of government reach actions only and not opinions, I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people which declare that their legislature should make no law, make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. That's what Jefferson wrote. Now, for some of you, you may not even realize that the separation of church and state doesn't even exist in our Constitution. That came out of this letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote. Thomas Jefferson's letter to the Danbury Baptist was ensuring them that America would never return to a time where the government sought to dictate the operations of the church, which is exactly what we see happening right now. Now, you've got to see the church outside of the organization. The church is an organism. It's you and me. We are the church. I'm not talking about organized religion. I'm talking about you and I as the fundamental organism that God has called us to be. Now, we saw, we had, we had a pride march. Well, we didn't, but in our area, there was a pride march that took place. Um, there were transgender, uh, transgenders there. There were all kind of gay and lesbian um, 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 things happening. Uh, LGBTQ was, was all over the Burlington area several weeks ago. And I was absolutely dumbfounded at how many churches marched in that parade. Of course, they were all, you know, mainline denominational churches. But I was absolutely dumbfounded to see how many churches were marching in that parade. How do you even preach the gospel? Now, I know many pastors say, well, we're just showing them love. No, love is establishing biblical boundaries and saying, because I love God first and foremost, and I love the word of God, which is the preceding word that I live off of, I have boundaries that I am unwilling to cross. So though you and I disagree fundamentally with the lifestyle decisions that you've made, 
I'm going to value you as one created by God, but I can't run with you. It's not that I don't love you and I don't value you and I don't appreciate you. But how can two walk together unless they agree? So since we don't walk in agreement, we cannot run together through this journey of life. The government doesn't want you to understand that. The government wants to label you as a bigot. The government wants to label you as homophobic. The government wants to label you as somebody who's full of hate and doesn't honor and love your neighbor. Can we not see this? This has trickled down all the way to vaccinations. All the way to vaccinations. But it's argued, Pastor, that the the protection of the public health is one of the prime duties resting upon the state. I certainly do not see a precedent to establish a blanket assertion of state of emergencies as, as we all went through earlier this year. There's no precedent to support a restriction on the number of people who can assemble in a church for health reasons or otherwise. There's no data that supports X amount of people gathering will cause X amount of people to become ill. Now, you know, we homeschooled our kids this year because of the continual mask mandates and, and the continual uh, flying of the Black Lives Matter at the Colchester uh, School District here in Vermont. And unfortunately, our superintendent doesn't care. Um, it's a sad state of affairs. It really is. So we pulled our kids out, not wanting them to be a part of the nonsense because they don't teach in school anymore. They're there to indoctrinate your children. And if you've got kids in the public school systems, I commend you and I ask you to please strengthen your child to be a force in the midst of that darkness. We would have probably kept our, our, our two boys. We have two boys that are, uh, they're, our, they're our youngest two. They're twins and uh, they're juniors this year. And we asked them, we said, would you guys rather stay in the school system or do you guys want to come out? And they just shrugged their shoulders and said, we, we haven't been in it in the past two years anyway. What difference does it make? We might as well, you know, we haven't learned anything hardly in the last two years. So we will probably get a better education if we just stay home. Then we don't have to listen to the indoctrination of these crazy teachers. So we said, you know what, guys, let's do it. So we homeschooled years ago and we went right back to it. So they're going to finish up their junior and senior years being homeschooled. They still get to play sports and do driver's ed and do all those things uh, at the school, but they don't have to sit here and listen to these liberal teachers, uh, you know, try to inject their own personal um, um, principles into these kids' lives, into my kids' lives. So we see all these kids who are separated in these school classrooms. They're all masked up, but yet we go to football games and they're absolutely packed like sardines in the student section. It's just beyond it's just beyond comprehension to see the stupidity take place in these school districts. Well, Pastor, they're outside, isn't it any different? I mean, do you really think these kids are not hanging out outside of school at their homes? Do you really think that that separating these kids and making them mask up all day is doing anything health pur- for health purposes? The only thing it's doing is prolonging this virus, essentially. But I mean, as long as we have Democrats in power, to be honest with you, and as long as Washington is doing what it's doing, this virus is going to stay around as long as, as long as possible because they're using it as an avenue of manipulation and control. And the people who don't see this it, you know, are usually the ones that have voted for the ones who are in office, so they, they can't be hypocritical in who they voted for, so they, sit, they essentially have to support what they're doing, even though they may not necessarily believe it at the core. 
There is not a single instance in history in which civil liberty was lost and religious liberty persevered. You must stay true to the convictions of your heart and to the convictions that God has given you by the discernment of the Holy Spirit within you. If you don't want to take this vaccination, if you don't want to take this vaccine, then you have to stand firm upon that. Do not allow yourself to be persuaded or manipulated by your coworkers, by your extended family, by your human resource department, by your manager, your boss. You stand firm upon those convictions. We will lose everything if we lose our freedom of religion. If we lose the freedom to operate in our faith and the convictions that God has given us, we've lost this nation. Religious freedom in America is not simply a fundamental right, but it is a foundational one. It is the one in which this nation was built on. Did you know that the settlements of the first American colonies were established in the flight from oppressive religious uh, uh, persecution and the struggle continues even in our land today? Concerns upon the government's authority to infringe and limit or dictate the operation of the church have been codified in Western law long before the settlement of American colonies. But long before 1802, long before Jefferson's wall of separation of church and state was, was spoken, that kept government outside the sacred walls of the church was one alluded to by King Henry I in the 1100 Charters of Liberties, where he declared the body of the church to be free from governmental intrusions. See, people don't do their history. I'm fired up about this stuff because I am sick and tired of, of seeing Christians denied their convictions because of the mandates of these lawless, godless governors and president and vice president and Congress that we have, Congress doesn't even do anything for this nation anymore. It's unbelievable. They just sit there and they just pass all of these, these you know, bills that are full of garbage. They're full of pork. They're full of, of stuff that is doing nothing to, to increase and, and, and grow upon the fundamental freedoms that we have in this nation. All they do is pass laws that restrict your freedoms when they have sworn to uphold your freedoms. Everything they do is complete opposite. That's why the, 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 the polling that's come out about Congress is, is so low right now. No one trusts them. They're all out for their own doing. And I think we need to have term limits. We have them for our president. We have them for our governors. Why don't we have them for Congress? I'm sick and tired of looking at Nancy Pelosi's face. The fact that we have to listen to people who have been in Congress their entire, in, entire professional life. Bernie Sanders is a communist. Why? Is he still in Congress? It's amazing up here in Vermont. This guy doesn't even have to have, he doesn't even have to campaign. He just put his name on a ballot and he automatically somehow goes in. It's absolutely amazing and astonishing to watch. This guy is a straight up communist, yet we continue to put him into Congress. Do you really think he believes in the fundamental constitutional rights that we have as a people in this nation? He does not. He believes in himself being successful, but he believes in you and I being dependent upon what he says we can and can't do. Because he believes he's a God. He believes he's all-powerful. He believes the government knows better than you. He believes in big government. How in the world is AOC in Congress? These people do not support your fundamental right. How hypocritical was it 
for AOC to go to that gala the other day. I didn't even see a mask on her face. All the pictures I've seen, never seen a mask on her face one time. But everybody who was serving, everybody who was working that event, all of them had to be masked up. But not these, not these celebrities, not the upper echelon of culture, not the upper echelon of society. They were exempt because they're in a different category. Can we not see the hypocrisy that these people are speaking about, yet they expect us to bow to their every, every word? In 1783, William Pitt said, necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. Necessity seems to always be the most powerful tool to persuade the masses into accepting these infringements. It's necessary that you get vaccinated. It's necessary. You have to do it for, for the health and well-being of your fellow Americans and your neighbor. It is your fundamental uh, um, American right to go get vaccinated. What a bunch of garbage. And I have to say this on this podcast platform, because if I were to say this on Instagram, if I were to go on on Facebook and say this, I'd immediately get banned. I mean, I just got out of 60 days of being in, in Instagram jail. I just got out just because of posting things that, that, that whoever monitors my account disagreed with. If you haven't connected with me on Instagram, look, uh, you can connect with me. If you look up and search Pastor Todd Callahan, you'll find my Instagram page. I'd love to connect with you. But we have to post these things. We have to reach out and make sure that the information that we've researched is going forward. Who cares if they, uh, they put a little tag, uh, a CDC tag on it about vaccinations? We've got to push the information out there. But I want to encourage you and strengthen you today because this uh, this coronavirus scare understand religious liberty is facing a huge necessity plea in the form of limits upon assembly in the form of the government dictating to you what you can and can't believe and what they think you ought to believe according to the courts a law that infringes upon a fundamental right like your freedom of religion like your freedom of conscience must overcome these challenges the law must not be arbitrary oppressive or unreasonable i think we can say All of those have failed. The number that, the number of laws, well, let me not even use the word laws, the number of mandates, because a mandate is not a law, the number of mandates that have come down from governors over this past year shows you the tyrannical power that they try to operate from. So what about we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal? that they are endowed by their creator. They are endowed by their creator. They are not endowed by the governor or the president or Congress. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. The government deciding what you have to do to your body, the government deciding whether or not we can assemble in a restaurant, at a sporting event, in church, by way of a numerical limit, or whether or not you've been vaccinated or unvaccinated does not demonstrate an equality of rights and ought to be seen as a violation of your principles and the constitution of this nation. By what authority does the government declare a church non-essential? By what authority does the government declare your job in jeopardy if you don't do what they tell you to do? 
the truth that we know as believers, as Christians now, is that the Bible is very specific at addressing the issue of assembling during troubled times, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see in the, the day approaching. To deny a Christian their obligation together with their local body, as we saw at the beginning of this whole virus situation, is to put him at odds with a fundamental tenet of the faith. They started with church assembly, and they've made it now. They've, they've trickled this thing all the way down to an injection in your arm to where you can't even tell your employer, this goes against my religious convictions. This goes against my, my faith values. They don't care. But you have that right. You have that right. You need to write your human resources. You need to write your boss, your company, your employer, and say, I am not taking this vaccination. I am going to exercise my legal right of my conviction of conscience against receiving any vaccinations. I'm applying that now. Make them fire you. Make them try to fire you. It's amazing to see what's happening in this nation right now. But I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, stay strong. Stand your ground. This is God's nation. This nation belongs to God. This nation belongs to you. It belongs to me. And we have to do whatever we have to do to defend the freedom that we have in this nation or we will lose it. Listen, I got grandkids. I know you're listening to this right now. I have one grandchild. I've got four children. Now, if all my kids have four kids, I can have like 16 grandkids. That would be absolutely amazing. I, 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 you know, I hope I have a slew of grandkids. But I'm not just fighting right now for this generation. I'm fighting for my grandchildren's generation and my great-grandchildren's generation. If we don't fight for it now, we're going to turn it over to the likes of Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein and Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders. We're going to turn it over to these people. We must stand for truth. We must stand for righteousness. And we must stand for the freedoms that we have in this nation and defend them. Do not cave to the pressure and the manipulative deception that's coming from this nation, that's coming out of the political leaders of this nation, and that may be coming from your boss, your human resource department. Fight back. Now is the time for us to stand against this ungodly, un-American, un-American stuff that we see happening all over this nation. Now is the time to change. Now is the time to stand, and we can change this nation, but we have to take a stance right now. We cannot allow these governmental powers to dictate our freedom. So I don't know if you've been, if, if you've been walking a fine line on what to do. I want to encourage you. Get a word from God on it. If you have a conviction in your spirit, in your heart, about taking it or not taking it, you need to run with that. And if you're a Christian and you say, you know, I, I prayed about it and, and I felt like I needed to get it, then, then you need to stand upon that decision. And you need to not let other people sit there and condemn you for what you feel deeply in your heart and in your spirit. That was your right to defend your belief system to get that vaccination. But if you've gotten the vaccination, you must in return make sure that you are not condemning 
and unrightly so, putting down those who determine in their spirit and in their heart that they're not to get it. Do not allow this government to divide this nation, which is exactly what they're trying to do. I love you. I appreciate you. I value you. And because of that, and I've heard from many of you that listen to this podcast, because I feel I have a a heart connection with you, I want to encourage you to stand strong. We will win the battle if we stand together. I love you. I'll see you on another episode of Shadowproof. Connect with us on social media, uh, Ignite Church VT on, on Instagram. And Facebook, you can connect with me on uh, Instagram, Pastor Todd Callahan. And you can connect with me on Facebook at Todd-C-O-X-I-O Callahan. And you can connect with us on YouTube and on our website at IgniteChurchVT.com and on YouTube at IgniteChurchVT. I love you. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Shatterproof. And I'll see you again very soon.